Hello, EKN Nation, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Carding. It is December 7th, 2022, and we are taping episode number 54 here in the mobile ecardingnews.com offices of myself, David Cole, and also Nate Dean in Minnesota, uh, as we are providing you with all the major news that hit the EKN homepage over the past week. our last episode was episode number 53 uh, a week ago, November 30th, 2022, uh, last Wednesday. So we're keeping a, a Wednesday theme going as we try to wrap up the 2022 season. Again, this week in carding, uh, perfect for listening on the way home or the way to work or coming home from work or heading to the racetrack, even though it's December and not a lot of us are heading to the racetrack, unfortunately. But uh, again, anywhere you are, again, you can listen here on the eCardingNews.com radio network or also uh via podcast when the when this show becomes available to download and listen to at any time or anywhere that you may be uh this episode again presented by the alan rudolph racing academy if you want to improve your results it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the alan rudolph racing academy located at the -the state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of houston the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. Well, Nate, Rob was one of those drivers who took advantage of getting ready for a big race by training with Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Have you have you ever done any any type of schooling when you first got into into the sport of karting? I I didn't too much. It was just more of a one on one thing with people around the track. Never got into any racing schools or anything like Alan Rudolph. What he has going on? Yeah, I, I've I've watched Alan race many times when I first started with eCardingNews.com. And so I've seen the way he's, he conducts himself both on and off the racetrack. And I really, I really am looking forward to more of that breakdown that Rob has of his, of his days there or his one day uh, at the uh, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, working with Alan Rudolph at Speed Sports. So excited to see that. Hopefully that'll be coming soon. I know Rob's been working uh, really hard on, on, on getting that, uh, those final, um, uh, editions of Drive to 25 uh, columns completed. So hopefully we'll get more info and insight on that uh, in the coming days or weeks. But for now, let's talk about some of the news that has been on the eCarding News homepage. And among them are things that are looking ahead to the 2023 season just around the corner. One of them being uh, rules updates for the Cup Carts North America program uh had you know the briggs and stratton 206 program they're looking at they've updated uh both the usa format and categories and also the canadian side of their rule structure uh looking at the the u.s side of things it's really kind of a split they're taking their sportsman division which was just one category for for drivers of the ages of eight to 12 and now they've separated it. So very similar to what we've seen on the national level and two cycle racing with micro and mini, we now have a cadet division, which will be eight to 10 years old and a sportsman division for 10 to 13 years. 
Nate, that's kind of been the the theme across the country uh, in terms of you know eight year old and a and a twelve year old. There's a lot of difference there. I think this this is kind of a good move for cup carts in in terms of looking at the future and the way they've grown uh, in this category. Yeah, I think so. And all the other major racing series that have are in the U.S. have kind of switched this format. So obviously it's working for them. It would make sense for Cup Carts to do that. And I know Jasperson, Vermeer, and their entire team at Cup Carts will be working throughout the winter. They have a couple more changes that we'll talk about in a sec here. But overall, some good housekeeping items. Just I wouldn't say fanfare, more or less, just to keep the families and people that run Cup Carts happy and just some really positive changes. Yeah, the cadet division is going to be 8 to 10 years old at 245 pounds using the red slide, which is the 0.440 measurement there. Sportsmen will remain the same in terms of using the green slide for 90, uh, but they're bumping it up to 275 pounds for 10 to 13 year olds. I, I again, this is still that one program in the country where I really wish they would do a true weight survey because you look at on the grid i think nearly every single sportsman driver has weight on i don't know i don't know they they they, i understand them wanting to you know keep 13 year olds in the sportsman division maybe one more year in case they're not ready to move up into the junior ranks but 275 pounds is a lot i mean considering you know some of them you know weigh about what 80 pounds if that yeah (laughs) Um, so I think that's, again, still kind of my pet peeve uh, in terms of cup carts uh, regarding that. I mean, you're you're no uh, you're a skinny guy as well, too. I mean, well, you got to add a lot of weight to to make uh, light or medium. Yeah, I mean, it's it's annoying when you walk down a grid and you start looking at the back of people's seats and every single person has weight on and you start to question why do all why can't we just lower this a little bit? But I, I, I totally understand your pet peeve and I've been in that situation, but I think you bring up a good point with trying to keep them in the class for another year. Maybe that's the reasoning behind it, but I I don't know. For most series, there are bigger issues to tackle than should we go up or down five pounds in this certain class. And I think, again, looking at the list of rule updates from CKNA, they've obviously been focusing on that instead of the smaller things so that's good to see but again it's one of those things you got in a pick yeah i'm going to continue to do that till i see weights lowered that's, oh, I that's my, my deal uh in terms of canada side uh they'll change cadet age to 8 to 11 years old to kind of align up with uh the u.s rules they also have they still run the junior light program which is kind of what sportsman is up in canada and then also the junior program um for you know i believe it's 13 to 15 years old <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they are adding a legends category. So we saw a number of Canadians come down and run legends at the cup carts, North America, grand national six at Newcastle. So they're adding it now to the Canada division. So that'll be a great addition to that program along with making the transition to the Vega V a H tire. So the same tire we run here in the USA will now be the tire used in Canada. So again, there's still that transition of, of mending, you know, the Canada uh, rules and structures and our U.S. structures and and, mend, and blending them. To, so that way uh, it's it's kind of a, a one to one ratio where everything's the same in U.S. as it compares to Canada. Hopefully, in a way, I think it's it's pretty much there. 
lot of differences, but there are still a few differences between the two, but not very many. And as you said, Nate, a lot, not a lot of things that, that just stand out. Uh, aside from maybe the weight, because I think they still use um, the metric system up there. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, to add to that, it's just one of those things with consistency. And I think they talked a lot about that, of trying to merge those tool rule packages when we were down there at Grand Nats at Newcastle, of them just trying to, the first year, a lot of the Canadians had to change a fair bit in terms of the technical regulations on the carts but just trying to get one large rule package for canada north south national racing is only going to benefit them yeah and again a lot of people use the cup carts north america rule structure for their club races and etc so there's a lot to encompass when when building the a rule structure it's it, it's definitely not an easy work we've seen it with wk ikf scusa rotax all the other programs rock cup usa that that are used if not throughout the nation, throughout North America as well. So a lot to tackle there, um, including in the 2023 updates, we got confirmation that the extreme Rock Island Grand Prix is going to return for next season. It'll be same Labor Day weekend that we are accustomed to. So it'll be on September 2nd through the 3rd, 2023. This will be the 28th edition of the Rock Island Grand Prix. And hopefully, Nate, this year, you'll be able to head down and check that out for the first time. Yeah, should be fun to go to Rock Island for the first time. Heard a lot of a few changes for this year, but we'll get into that in a sec. It should be fun. It's one of those races that every carter should at least go to once to just experience it or race it. So definitely looking forward to that this September. Yeah, I'm not sure what changes will uh, uh, be, be made for this year uh, in terms of class structure or format. That'll obviously come as uh, we get closer to the event. Uh, they'll still continue to work with USAC in terms of getting the uh, FIA recognition. So any drivers uh, anywhere in North America or around the world can compete at the Rock Island Grand Prix. And they'll continue to work with the National Karting Alliance in terms of rule structures and insurance as well, too. But one of the big major things about the 2023 edition may be the city reconstruction that is going on. They're doing a lot of road repairs uh, across the entire course. So that, you know, again, we're, we're now getting into the winter months. I'm not sure. I haven't seen any photos of any any repair work being done to the roads there on you know on social media or anything like that from rock island or from the city of rock island as well but i'm sure once we get into say march or april that's when we'll start to take notice of of things being done we know a lot of building new buildings are being uh constructed in the area you know right there in in the paddock area just outside the paddock area uh some parking structures being redone as well too near the the host hotel of the holiday inn so a lot of stuff's going on down in Rock Island, uh, the city of Rock Island, Rock Island, Illinois, and excited to see what comes about that. And again, EKN will be returning once again for Trackside Live stream, stream, streaming and coverage throughout the weekend in 2023. So again, hopefully it won't just be me this year and you'll be down there this year uh, getting just again, taking in what is, you know, I, I don't think, have you ever been to any street race before? I haven't. No. So this will be aside from Supernats, which essentially is a parking lot event. This is a true street race where you're out on the city streets racing and, uh, you know, sidewalks, uh, 
covered with fences and, and, and spectators all across, you know, like that, I mean, supernats, you have some spectators, but not the, uh, outliers that are just regular city, uh, citizens taking in an event that's going on in their own city. It's, it's something unique. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not what it used to be. I will say that I'll start preface by that. It's it, it, because I get, I still get texts from people who used to go back in the, in the early 2000s. Hey, is there, is this, is the Travolta still playing or is this still going? I'm like, no, it's not quite that. It's still, it's still a crazy event and, and, and the racing, I tell you, it's, it, you get used to seeing the carts throughout the entire lap and to wait and wait and wait for them to come around. That's that I think Nate is probably the more unique, uh, aspects of street racing. Yeah, for, for sure. Usually you have a pretty clear line of sight at whatever track you go to, whether that be a traditional like Newcastle or GoPro or the parking lot races like rock Vegas or, uh, super nats so it should be a little weird and interesting to wait to see carts come around it is it and you know listening to rob you know announce the event it's it's so crazy because as you know with temporary circuits hitting the barriers you can hear those things you know that's something we heard oh, yeah. a lot at the super nationals and and other events that had the barriers so you hear them hit the barriers you're just not you're not sure who hit them and so you got to wait for, you know, the, the last couple of seconds for them to come around turn six where we are on the front stretch and, and see who actually made it through on that lap. So, again, love the Rock Island Grand Prix. It's, it's still a bucket list event. You still need to do it if you haven't done it. Even going there is just a, a fun experience to check it out and, and see just how crazy we really are to be racing uh, in the city streets going anywhere between 60 and 80 miles an hour uh, on the city roads. So. Excited for that to come back. Excited for the Cup Carts uh, North America updates that that we just talked about. And now excited to head to our first commercial break. And we'll have more with This Week in Carting after these uh, announcements and sponsor breaks. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Carting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or Imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bent your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carting products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT. What's in your cart? History, success, family. Those are the three words that can describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation located just outside of Indianapolis has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in the near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. From full carting packages, 
new engines, spare or replacement parts, and safety gear, find it all at CometCardSales.com. Their Comet Racing Engine service has won multiple major events and championships over decades of karting and continues to offer the best trackside service in the industry, specializing in IAMI X30, IAMI Swift, and other two-cycle power plants. Make sure to head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to another edition of This Week in Karting. Again, episode number 54. December 7th, 2022, I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we're providing you some of the news and insights and, and topics that have hit the home homepage of eCardingNews.com. One of the biggest ones to hit was came during the Rotax Grand Finals. Uh, we didn't publish it till just, this, just recently to kind of let the coverage take care of itself and then bring this topic out uh, into the public where... We're going to have Rob Howden at the Rotax Grand Finals, and he was actually going to be there for, for this introduction and also to learn more about the electronic motors that are, are being produced by BRP and Rotax. But there at the Rotax Grand Finals in Portugal over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, they introduced the E10 powertrain. So this electric motor uh, is, is kind of a scale back down version of what they have with the E20 uh, engine or not engine motor that uh, electric motor that is used for junior and senior competition. That's what we saw. If you watched any of the Rotax Grand Final stuff and you saw the E20 junior and E20 senior categories, those were the engines used. They've now introduced this new E10 power plant that uh, will be kind of geared towards cadet racers, really ages not eight, six to nine or nine to 12, or even... Uh, recreational, or as we say here in the States, club racers uh, in sprint competition. So it's, it's, I almost want to put it as a very similar to what the Briggs 206 is. It's kind of a, a club electric motor and uh, will run on one or two batteries. 
seven kilowatts on a single battery and produce 14 kilowatts with dual batteries. So this is a uh, an interesting concept that got a lot of attention on social media uh, when we published and is still continuing on, Nate, uh, as as the days go on. What it what uh, what are your kind of thoughts on this uh, this new E10 uh, motor? Yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, especially on the post we did on Facebook, there's been a lot of talk and comments under that and just overall public discourse of what we think about it. It seems like there's a lot of interest in it, some speculation, but that's going to happen when you bring electric engines into any kind of motorsport. You're going to expect that. I think it should be cool if it makes its way stateside just to see really where it compares both with cost and performance and is this a viable option for okay usually if you just want to go like low horsepower racing you grab a 206 could this be an option in the future very well could be electric karting in the states at a competitive level really hasn't taken off yet and really worldwide and i think rotax is really really pushing this narrative and trying to get it more mainstream so i think in the next coming years it'll be fun to see them come over and what they can do on a performance side of things. Yeah. It's great development that they continue to do. Again, they're trying to get the, the carts themselves with the battery and the engine itself lower and lower and lower. They're trying to reduce the, the, the weight. And right now they have it at the total weight with a 900, 950 millimeter chassis. So basically a cadet, a cadet cart, uh, 66 kilograms or 145 pounds for, with a single battery or 76 kilograms, 167 pounds with two batteries. So it's, uh, it's a little bit heavier, obviously. I mean, my, I think my 206 cart was probably about 160 pounds. So for cadet, it's a little bit heavier, obviously, but with the batteries, that's, that's what you get. And I think that's kind of still where the development is coming in is reducing the size but also continuing to develop the power and, and get as much power as possible out of those batteries right now. So what some of the stats they're bringing you or, or, or have, uh, have published is the, the maximum speed right now with a single battery is 49 miles per hour or 80 kilometers per hour. With two batteries, it's 62 miles per hour, so 100 kilometers per hour. So um, it's got about 20 minutes driving time depending on the racetrack, obviously the longer the racetrack, the more time you eat up, uh, or, or elevation as well too. So the more power you're using, they also still have a boost, uh, very similar to what the E 20 has to where it gives you 20% more power for five seconds, every 45 seconds. So that's, that's an interesting concept as well too, because it has a control panel there and you're able to kind of boost kind of very similar to what we see in IndyCar, you know, they get, they push to pass, uh, option with electric, uh, power plants. So that's interesting. But the one thing I think that kind of stood out to me is, is the difference between the E10 and the E20 is it's driven by chain. It has it utilizes a 219 chain. So the engine is not like the E20 to where the E20 connects directly to the axle, like a DD2 engine does with Rotax. So that's an interesting thing. It makes it a little bit more dirty. So, you know, in the, when you're, when you're thinking about that in terms of, you know, clean, uh, you know, the E20, there's no drivetrain, so it's connected right to the axle. So everything's enclosed to where now they're using a 219 chain. You know how people love to lube chains up. Uh, so that'll be, 
thing thing but speaking you know seeing Stephen chapman with rotax publish on our post actually you know he says you know it doesn't eat up the chain like like a lot of the uh, the two cycle engines would so it you know again it's all about development and it has to you have to have a starting point and i think for for cadet racing and electric motors and maybe as we said for club racers this could be the starting point and you know 5 years from now this engine could could have another version of it or or have a new development based on the way the 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 engine performs or based on manufacturing of the batteries i mean that you know we've seen that how electronics have changed uh over a decade uh in terms of what we can do with electronics so that'll be interesting to see are are you are you shocked by the the chain drive or do you think that's just something that's that's carding kind of carding specific and and you you thought you'd see that with electric motors yeah, it's just one of those things that's kind of carding specific, and you kind of would expect that to be changed over just to appease the audience that is carters across the, the nation. What I will say, though, is I th- I know in when Topcart has done, I think, the most in terms of yes. uh, electric carding in the U.S. and seeing their early concepts in like 2016 and 17 where the batteries were much bigger than what we see with Rotax here. Yes, Rotax may have a bit more resources, but the technology has come so much further in that time. You're able to get more energy into a smaller space. I think as it is right now, it's maybe still a bit too heavy. It's the same issue you kind of see within the world of motorsports higher up than this with like ETCR and Formula E where those cars are just a bit too heavy and a bit of complaints from the drivers there is not as good to drive. So I think maybe in five years, this could be a viable option to do, but I think it will start to get competitive with like in terms of weight and people actually seeing this as a real viable option in 10, 15 years from now, probably. Yeah. That, yeah. And also you'll have to think about how do we charge these yes. engines? You know, that's, that's the other side of it. There's, there wasn't a lot of information in terms of, of charging units. I know with the E20 program, a lot that goes into charging those engines. So that, that's still, again, still stuff we're learning again, they're still developing. And I think, again, you said it, the battery is going to be the, probably the focus point of development and continues to be for Rotax in terms of electric karting. So um, again, I haven't driven anything. I've never really seen anything. You've seen the top cart one. That was one I was going to bring up. And, and so it, it still intrigues me. I need, to, I need to see it in person and, and kind of be aware of it. But you're right. There's just hasn't been that push in terms of electric karting here, aside from indoor or, or rental carts. There really hasn't been a push for that. So uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But another development uh, moving forward uh, in, ter- in the karting world is the OKN program that the FIA and CIK introduced. And now they're they're completing the OKN concept with the OKN Junior Engine Package. Uh, so they've they developed it. Uh, they, they started with the OKN, which is ba- based for senior racing. Now they have the Junior component, which will essentially take the same engines, except exchange the exhaust flange with a 26 millimeter one uh, for Junior competition. So... 
we've seen we've seen uh you know x30 do this we had restrictor on the exhaust that was only, really the only difference between a junior and senior so okn and okn junior are kind of going to follow that same path in terms of just uh adjusting the the exhaust flange or or header um and that'll that'll be interesting to see again they're they're focused on building a pyramid of national carding beginning with the mini going into okn junior okn and then kz2 so that is kind of the focus for fi moving forward nate and i will we we know some some series that are going to run okn for sure i'm not sure about the okn junior program but uh you know stars and and challenge of the america is going to run okn for sure um this will be interesting to see again stuff is still being produced and and it's kind of a wait and see on when products start coming into the united states yeah it's just like you said though wait and see a lot i th i think the okn could be successful over here i think it's coming at a good time where of obviously shift car racing is booming a bit more and those higher horsepower carts are starting to get used a bit more and a lot of pe more people are coming back to that I think it, I think it'll be good, definitely for Europe. I think what the FI are doing with, especially with the pyramid, and introducing the OKN is definitely going to benefit. The question becomes, what does that do to the American carding scene? Does all of that trickle down from the other side of the pond? It's one of those where I said it a lot in the uh, Rotax story we just talked about, but it's just going to be one of those things where we have to wait and see. Well, and again, their focus is bringing affordable carding. That's their vision. Yeah. They're looking at making this affordable, bringing in multiple manufacturers and, and reducing race weekends to just two days. It's So it's going to be a lot different than what we see at, on the international level where we see competitors at a racetrack for two weeks testing and testing and testing. They're, they're doing it completely different to where, you know, these events are going to be two days maximum. Come in, do your race and go home. And so that'll be interesting to see. Well, the Italian National Sporting Authority... They're planning to host uh, an event alongside the World Championships in October 2023, utilizing the OKN and the OKN Junior programs. So, and and they've also incorporated those categories into their national championship for 2023. So, Italy will kind of be the focus. And again, that's where all the mostly the manufacturers are. Uh, IAMI is there, Modena, uh, TM Racing, Vortex. I'm. Rexon is a, another manufacturer for the OKN engines. They're based, I believe, in Germany. Uh, and I'm not sure where the LK, LKE is, Lenzo Kart. I want to say they're in Italy as well, too. Um, but again, you, the majority of your manufacturers are right there. So the Italian, the ICI, ACI karting uh, has, is, is a kind of a no brainer. It's like, hey, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, you, we'll kind of be the guinea pigs for this and and go elsewhere with the program to all the other different countries because their their goal is to get it into m multiple countries by 2024 and to host the first ever world cup for the okn and okn junior category so again kind of a wait and see again we're, we'll be sampling the okn engine at the challenge in the americas here in february at uh at, in tucson arizona so that'll be kind of our first taste of it uh, and, and kind of see what, where, where it, where it is on the spectrum in terms of, of right now, in terms of carding, because again, 
it's kind of a wait and see in terms of what will happen in the future with that program. So, but in the future right now, we do have another commercial break as we head into our second break of the show this week in carding. And we'll have more for you right after this break. In carding, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Carding Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of Carding's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Carding Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Carding Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, the United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual density interior foam lining and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. 
Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. Welcome back to This Week in Carding, episode number 54. I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. It is December 7th, 2022, as we provide you with more insight, news, and topics that are surrounding the sport in over the last week. Uh, kind of getting to some more event news, that, uh, including schedules that are going to be announced, so events that you can add to your schedule. Uh, one of them being the WK announces the 2023 Vega Tires National Road Racing Series schedule. Uh, it is a, going to be a six-event program for the 2023 season. Uh, everything begins in Daytona. That is uh, essentially the last event of the 2022 calendar, but begins the 2023 season as it always has been for the World Karting Association. So that'll be December 28th through the 30th at Daytona International Speedway. They'll head to Roebling Road on March 3rd through the 5th, New Jersey Motorsports Park, March 31st through April 2nd, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, June 16th through the 18th. That's the typical Father's Day weekend at Mid-Ohio. The only thing good about Ohio is Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. <laughs> uh, Carolina Motorsports Park on September 1st through the 3rd, so Labor Day weekend there in Kershaw, South Carolina. And then Pittsburgh International Race Complex, the one racetrack I need to head to. It'll be uh, hosting the WK Vega Tires National Road Racing Series on September 22nd through the 24th. Nate, have you ever done road racing? I haven't. Have you not been to Pittsburgh? I've been there, but I have not raced okay. on, the, okay. on, the, on the road course. The, the, I was there. Uh, I've been there multiple times for obviously karting events at the sprint track. I was actually there. One of my first solo trips with e-karting was to Pittsburgh for, I want to say, the WK Manufacturers Cup Series event. I think Jamie McMurray actually raced that one. He was there with Ron White. They had uh, a big CRG t uh, trailer there. Um, and then a couple of years after that, I was actually a board member for WK, if you recall that, uh, board of trustees member. And mm -hmm. we, we did a lap around the, uh, the extended uh, road course that they have there. And so I've gotten to take a lap in a truck and that, that was only at, you know, 20, 30 miles an hour just to kind of see how it was. And I mean, I was floored by the, by the elevation changes that this, this place has. It's, yeah. it's, yes. it's unique. It is very unique. Um, you know, not quite Laguna, but maybe a green Laguna. I mean, it's almost okay, like yes. that. Yes. Um, but again, it's it's in the mountains too, so you kind of not necessarily mountain mountains, but the rolling hills of Pennsylvania. So that it, it's very unique. It has a the the original layout was boring, and then they added the second half of this racetrack and made made it phenomenal. And so that's uh, that's the only laps I've done. My dad's raced there multiple times, but I have I have yet to be there because Cup Carts North America is always the weekend after, and so I focus all my attention to that weekend. Because being being at the racetrack back to back weekends is very tough for me. So, but you've never road raced. I've never road raced. I've been to Pittsburgh, but we never road raced. When was that? Twenty seventeen. We went to Pittsburgh for yeah. I was probably man there. With, yeah, I was probably there with, with you covering the Man Cup that year. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking Minnesota. Brain, Brainerd would probably be about the only road course in in Minnesota, right? In, yeah, in, in and speaking road, not courses. a lot of. 
not a lot of carding events no there. they did back in the early 80s way before you were born and i was very little but uh in the past yeah. they did it there road america would probably be the closest one to you then and we don't go there no um blackhawk maybe would probably be oh there's some there's some in iowa and there's some in nebraska that uh that, that do host some carding events so i guess that's it so yeah you you'd have to haul to uh to make a to make a road race yeah it'll be a bit far i mean for me i i know we, obviously we've seen uh at wk what daytona car week them racing and mm-hmm. at charlotte the first year we came back we were there in 2019 but never road raced was talk speaking of pittsburgh i mean just we've never i've never seen cars on there i've seen bikes when moto america oh, yeah. came to test there yeah. in 2017 and seeing them come over there's a it's right by the end of the paddock. There's an uphill mm-hmm. left-hand crest, and it comes down. So you see him wheelie come off of there. And <laughs> getting, obviously, it's going to be a bit less. Just seeing that, it looks like a ton of fun, and I've seen onboards from that track, and it just looks incredible. So, so would you out of those six tracks, would you put Pittsburgh as number one? To if you were to if you were to have a a free ride, do whatever, would Pittsburgh be the one racetrack you'd want to get on there? See, I am as you know, a bit of a sports car nut. So Daytona <laughs> absolutely has to be the one that I would want to try. Well, well, see, there you go. You should, you should be part, you should be doing the ignite program, the Marge ignite program dash at Daytona this, this Christmas break. Why are you not doing this? We, we need to get this hooked up. Cause then you can do the man cup one day and then you can go road race the next. And I, oh well, I will say in Dirt a break, a nice grip. Yeah, or dirt races, even a dirt race at night. That'd probably be even better. That's see, that's still the one thing I want to do. I want to. I've yet to hear anybody do all three events in one event, or th- all three race programs at one event. You got to do the sprint, you got to do the dirt, and you got to road race. I know of people who have done sprint and they've done sprint and they've done uh, dirt. I know people who have done dirt and done road race. I know people who have done sprint and road race, but I have not heard of anybody to do all three at the same time. Well, maybe someone this year will. Like who? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, okay. I thought you had a secret. I thought you were. You no, were I have me. no. That was that was. Okay. A, right. Who knows? You're teasing me there. All right. Yeah. So that uh, that's my goal. I I know my. I think my dad wants to go down there next year. No, it'll be 2024 that I think that's the year he wants to go down there. So I I probably have about two years to figure out how I can do that. I think the dirt one, I just need to rent a ride, get, get somebody, you know, one, one of the chassis manufacturers there, just, just hop in and be, and go. And just, again, I'll be just cruising around. I, I mean, that dirt stuff is so it's like a different language to me. I don't, I don't understand. I love it. I love watching the dirt guys. It's just a completely different ball game for me. Road race, I, I I think I'd want to do something in, in a tag. I, I think Briggs just not is not enough because I've done Daytona twice. I did a '96 and I did a '98. It was in a Yamaha Sprinter, and tags a l- very similar to that, except you, you're breaking a lot of wind <laughs> in the sit-up compared <laughs> to the sprint enduro carts that I used to run. So I think I'd want to do a tag there, and then obviously if you know if Ignite Dash at Daytona is still going on, that's that would be my focus uh, on the sprint side of things. So almost almost three arrive and drives essentially because Margay yeah. does a great job with their arrive and drives for Ignite. So there's got to be somebody who does them with dirt, and 
I could just have my, I could just grab my dad's cart and go make, make some laps in a road race. So, (laughs) so essentially that it wouldn't be easy. It would just be trying to get everything timed out perfectly right to be able to do all three. So that, that'll be, that's my challenge. So Daytona is number one. I got to assume then mid Ohio would be number two for you. Mid Ohio, mid Ohio would be fun. I've, only done laps on iRacing and it always just brings out the worst in me in terms of age. It's because (laughs) it's a challenging course. It's, it's in my top three. I'll say that I have road America, mid Ohio and Grattan, which is nearby here. Those are my top three. And everybody says that Pittsburgh is way better than mid Ohio. So that's, that's where my dilemma is. I've never driven Pittsburgh. I understand it. I've seen it. I've been around it, but I haven't raced it. And until you race a racetrack, you really don't know what it provides or, or what thrill you get from 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 the racetrack itself yeah until you're out there so i would i would probably right now just the way i look at things i would go pittsburgh mid-ohio daytona but carolina and roebling road those are ones i've never done along with new jersey they're getting near they're updating new jersey as well too right now so they're making some changes to that that road course as well too so that one's actually a unique one as well it's it's more of like the uh, an autobahn or something similar to that. So, but again, just top three, Daytona, mid Ohio, Pittsburgh. Those would be my bucket ones, bucket list ones for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of another, what's that? I'd agree with you on that. All right. Uh, in terms of another bucket list event, uh, this CRG announced the date for the 23 edition of 24 hours carting of Italy. It's a 24 hour event in rental carts. It's a very unique event that it will be held March 25th through the 26th at the seven leggy cart international circuit in Italy. Uh, I'm not even going to say Castelletto 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 yeah, sounds right. Yeah. I'm terrible at names. Everybody should know this by now. If you're into our, our over 300 episodes of Ian podcasts. Um, but this event is unique. It's again, there's not a lot of 24 hour events in the world let alone here in the United States. But here you get to go be part of in CRG rental carts with the CRG factory program, uh, 24 hours, nonstop racing. It's I've, I've, we've talked to Scott sketchy Barnes from Bermuda, who's gone and done this event and a couple of others who have been there. This is something that is, uh, is unique and obviously a, a thrill to do. And then why not go to Italy to race for 24 hours in a cart? Um, that's is that is that ever a goal? Is that a bucket list item for you to hit a a twenty four hour event in karting? I I really want to. My friends and I from uh, Minnesota have talked about it, but there I know there was a series and the name escapes me that did endurance racing. It, and mm-hmm. There was a twenty four hour at Newcastle that kind of like sparked yes. our interest in it, and then endurance karting kind of I believe yeah, is that's the name it. Of it. Yep. yep. So then COVID kind of put it shut down on that but i think it's on our bucket list of doing at least some sort of enduro whether it be 8 uh, 12 or 24 sometime we'd love to do that well yeah so, so you guys just need to hit the lottery get some plane tickets well i mean i guess if you hit the lottery you can just buy a plane and then and take your Sounds buddies like- over and go go to italy right <laughs> why not yeah, I know the uh the simcraft that one is uh has stepped away for a little bit I, I, I can see in the, in the future though, that'll be returning. Cause again, you got the machismo going on this, this weekend at uh, Cal speed, which will be the last official event 
at Cal Speed Karting uh, outside the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. So that's a 12-hour event. I almost think I'd like to do a 12-hour just to understand what my capabilities are <laughs> after 12 hours of beat. Because again, it's not straight up, you know, but it's just a lot of stints. And that's, yeah. that's something that, you know, for not being in the cart for more than once a year, that's a lot to, to take on. But for for guys who are in the seat regularly, that it's got to be like, you know, no different than the guys doing 24 hours of Daytona that are, that are in IndyCar, NASCAR or just your regular sports car racers. It's just I got to think it's the, the only hurdle is is trying to find sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the big thing. Buy a cot or some nice fluffy pillows at a store <laughs> before you get there. Well, an RV is good, too. If you, if you can oh, yeah. get an RV, that's probably the best. So. Uh, this this will take us into our last commercial break as we wrap up another edition of This Week in Carding. We'll, we'll continue with uh, a complete wrap-up of the show and, and give you some more details in terms of EKN Editorial, Podcasts, and EKN Radio Network as well. So more when we return. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest and winning his cadet chassis on the american market in 2021 nitro kart won the three biggest crowns in america in the microswift division with mateo rosu in the scusa pro tour and both the super nationals and the uspks titles with keelan harvick at the super nats alone three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a nitro kart the results are clear if you want to win in cadet get a nitro kart and join our team at nitro kart we're all about driver development Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli Series, one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built edges for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Super Nats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Super National events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 
to put mega power in your corner. Need race fuel or oil? Hyperfuels is an authorized distributor for several of the brands that are spec fluids in American karting, including Elf and Aspen Sport. They also stock and ship methanol. Hyperfuels has a web store that can take your orders 24-7 and they ship UPS. That's right, Hyperfuels can ship fuel and oil right to your door. Whether you need Elf Racing Fuels or Elf ATX 909 oil, or Aspen Sport 98 octane fuel for screws of competition, they have it in stock. When you need it now, go to hyperfuels.com. Welcome back to the final segment of This Week in Carding, episode number 54, t- December 7th, 2022. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we wrap up this episode. We'll talk a little bit about Ecan Editorial. We only had a couple of things hit the website that was, uh, original content in terms of over the last week. One of them being a uh, two columns, actually two columns. The first, Making History, The Kellys Take on the Park, a great uh, column by Tiffany Kelly, who uh, started her segment or her series, columns, her column series, uh, just before Super Nationals about uh, making the return, making the start in karting and uh, and going all the, all in on it. And they certainly did by going to Quincy Grand Prix, which uh, unfortunately, as we talked about in the last This Week in Karting episode, will not return for 2023 or beyond. Uh, but uh, she provides her her take on on Quincy in the park. And uh, it was a great little piece to kind of talk about how what it meant to race there and, and how crazy it is to race there. And then the next one was a Begin Again by R.K. Seiler. Uh, Closer Than You Think. It's kind of his look at going to the IndyCar race at Mid Ohio. Again, one of my favorite sports car rate, or my favorite road courses uh, in North America, and uh, got to ride in the two seater and just really talk about how close the, even though the money is a lot different in the IndyCar paddock, but how similar it is to the karting in terms of camaraderie and and how in the atmosphere. In, in that. So uh, it was a really good read and we'll have more from, from RK Seiler in the future. He's got a couple more topics to hit on that uh, he'll be doing over the next couple of months. So excited to read those uh, in the future. Nate, have you ever been to an IndyCar race? I know I've only been to one that was Milwaukee mile a long time ago. What about you? Uh, oh. The the latest thing I've been to was um, test day at indianapolis in 2017 but before that i can't give you exact years it's probably around 2005 2006 this when they went to chicagoland i know Mm. we went to one of those races when it was on a nascar weekend but other than that i haven't in the modern age of indycar modern in quotes i haven't been (laughs) so the irl days right (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah that's chicagoland yeah oval you know that that oval would bore me. Milwaukee was pretty exciting because yeah, it's actually you got to drive that track. What I, what do you remember about Chicagoland and the Indy cars? I I was five. There is not a lot <laughs> that I remember. Any good I photos? We were, Any good no. photos? No. Okay. No. I do remember us being a little marvelled and a little in awe of this concept called push to pass. But <laughs> other than that, no. All right. 
let's add yeah like yeah e10's got the push to pass that'll be good uh ekn podcast reviews so again catch uh available on all uh podcast outlets spotify podbean google play itunes anywhere you get your podcast make sure you download them and subscribe give us a review uh the last episode of this week in carding episode 53 is available for download along with the audio version of the face-to-face episode 61 featuring mike burrell the new director of operations for rock cup usa mike uh is an interesting character he's great you know got that um um different outlook in terms of of the sport again he's he comes in as a racer a journalist uh industry member a promoter so he's got all different aspects of the sport uh kind of in on his belt and it'll be interesting to see uh what uh he's able to do with rock cup usa again the main focus of that show he said you know what i'm just here to kind of make sure this the, the ship steers a direct way they got a lot of great people around the program and uh, just kind of fine tuning it as they get through the 2023 season and kind of look to the future for that program. So a great show. So make sure you download that. Uh, Ecan Radio Network, the only 24 hour, seven days a week channel for carding, the carding radio station in the world. The only cardio, carding radio station in the world. I got to slow down. I told Robbie talks too fast. I got to do that too. I don't have time uh, for that though. Yeah. This episode of This Week in Carding will be on the EKN Radio Network tomorrow. So we'll have that playing. We'll also have some more face-to-face shows upcoming along with it. We'll continue to do the This Week in Carding episodes. Um, right now we have all the last year's Supercards USA Winter Series event. We just played Challenge in Americas from Tucson uh, yesterday. So again, more rewinds uh, from past events we've been to that'll be playing on the EKN radio network. What's coming up on EKN? Uh, again, trackside will be January 13th through the 15th, Supercards USA Winter Series, AMR Motorplex in Homestead, Florida. Nate, that'll be your first trip uh, to Homestead, I believe, and your first trip for 2023 season. Correct, yeah. So that, yeah, again, interesting place to go to. Uh, 90s, 90s, 180s, it's really easy racetrack to follow but a lot of different places to take images and do videos. So it'll be great for you to get down there and the sun when it's out, it's amazing. It's a great break from the, uh, the cold Northern weather <laughs> that we have, uh, going on right now. It's there's no snow here. Do you got snow right now? Um, <laughs> you don't even know you haven't yes. been outside in days. <laughs> this is bad. We keep them locked away in a bunker. This is sad. <laughs> you had to open the door up to the bunker to be able to see. Uh, and then my first trip for 2023 will be trackside for challenge of the Americas, February 3rd through the 5th muscleman Honda circuit in Tucson, Arizona, excited to get back to the challenge of the Americas. So again, follow us on social media and every again, download us, get the AD, ECAN radio network app. And, uh, and again, last, any last words, Nate, uh, as we let you out of the bunker for the day. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That was awesome. You got to know what's going on. You At least every morning, you got to wake up and look out the window to understand what the weather at least is doing. Okay. I mean, it's just so bright and not like I, it's just like winter gets so bright with all the snow. So mm-hmm. it's just, you look outside mm-hmm. and it's just kind of white and bare trees. Yeah. People don't understand why I wear sunglasses in the winter. I'm like, the, the snow is bright. I mean, it's exactly. all white. My <laughs> eyes are sensitive. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. So with that, we will wrap up this edition of This Week in Carding, episode number 54. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for Nate Dean and for myself, David Cole. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and until next time.